Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Now, this next chapter is very brief. It's really a continuation of the events from chapter 16, and in a way brings a conclusion to the uh, rebellion of Korodatham and Abiram, which was over the question of Aaron's authority. Uh, as you recall, they wanted to be able to offer incense, just like Aaron had been told to do by the Lord as the high priest. And so Aaron and Aaron alone was in charge of certain duties in the priesthood. And these other um, leaders, and they were community leaders, wanted to be like Aaron. They wanted to have the same responsibility, and they contended that they were the Lord's people as well. But the Lord had differentiated the duties of Aaron from others, and he wasn't going to change his mind. So here the Lord, in this very short chapter, decides to put an end to the rebellion over Aaron's calling and his responsibility as the high priest and leader of the tabernacle worship. He wants to put all this rebellion to bed once and for all. Oddly, he uses a sign that seems kind of benign to our Western culture. He's going to take a stick that Aaron uses, his rod, which is a a dead, dry staff, and he's going to make it bear leaves and um, bud and blossom flowers and actually bear almond fruit in one night compared with the staffs belonging to the other leaders of the tribes that will remain dry sticks. And this, in some way, puts the fear of death on the 12 tribes once and for all concerning rebellion against Aaron. And so it's only 13 verses. Listen carefully now as I read Numbers chapter 17. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and get 12 staffs from them, one from the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. Write the name of each man on his staff. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name, for there must be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in the tent of meeting in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law, where I meet with you. The staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout, and I will get rid of of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. So Moses spoke to the Israelites, and their leaders gave him twelve staffs, one for the leader of each of their ancestral tribes, and Aaron's staff was among them. Moses placed the staffs before the Lord in the tent of the covenant law. The next day Moses entered the tent and saw that Aaron's staff, which represented the tribe of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from the Lord's presence to the Israelites. They looked at them, and each of the leaders took his own staff. The Lord said to Moses, Put back Aaron's staff in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law, to be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me, so that they will not die. Moses did just as the Lord commanded, The Israelites said to Moses, We will die. We're lost. We're all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. And then they asked, Are we going to die? Now, friends, this seems like an overreaction. The fear of death came on all these people as a result of this supernatural sign. So let's just back up. The priesthood of Aaron is being contested. The Lord had heard this over and over again, and and, uh, the Lord decides to put a stop to it. And so he tells the leaders of the 12 tribes to bring their staffs 
to the tabernacle. And so these staffs represented not only the tribe, but the man who was in charge of the tribe, the head chief, if you will, over the tribe. These staffs represented them. And so if their staffs were going to invoke God's wrath, it would fall on the leader of the tribe, if you follow what I'm saying. So on the staff of Levi, the tribe of Levi, uh, the Lord said, write Aaron's name so there could be no doubt who was the leader of the tribe of Levi. And then the Lord said, place them in the tent of meeting in front of the ark, and the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout. And that this way I'll get rid of the constant complaining against you and the questioning of authority. And so Moses um, spoke to the Israelites. He gathered 12 staffs, one from each of the leaders of the ancestral tribes. And uh, Moses said, um, Aaron, give me your staff too. And so Aaron's staff was there for the Levites. In verse 8, the very next day, Moses entered the tent and saw that Aaron's staff, which represented the tribe of Levi, had not only sprouted, but it had budded blossomed and produced almonds. Now, this is a noteworthy miracle. You know, from a dry stick, you don't have any any fresh growth. Not only was there fresh growth with a little green sprout, there was much more than that. It had budded and blossomed. It had flowers and it had fruit. These things, of course, in the, the normal chain of events in the course of time would take months and months for all of these phases of growth to take place on a living plant. They could not take place on a dead stick under any conditions. And so it was a noteworthy miracle. But remember, these are the same people that saw the firstborn of Egypt slain. They saw the in the last chapter, the rebellion, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, all of Korah's family, the earth opened up and swallowed them. They saw the fire of God come out and consume the 250 men that offered incense in place of Aaron. I mean, they had seen some really devastating miracles. But this budding, blossoming, and almond-producing rod of Aaron put the holy fear of God on them. And so Moses brought out all the staffs and presented them to the Israelites. They looked at them, and each of the tribal leaders took his own staff, which was still a dry stick. And the Lord said to Moses, put Aaron's staff back in front of the Ark of the Covenant law, so that this will be a sign to the rebellious. And our assumption is that this thing perpetually budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. But the Lord said this would stop their grumbling so they don't die. Well, this statement by God apparently resulted in the spirit of the fear of death coming on the the 12 tribes. First, the leaders of the tribes recognized that they didn't have authority compared to the authority of Aaron, that any pretense they had to the high priestly role or even a subordinate priestly role was now gone. Because God had clearly given a perpetual sign and wonder that Aaron was his man, Aaron and his descendants. And so they responded, we will die. We're all lost. We're lost. And anybody who comes near the tabernacle of the Lord, and then they asked, are we all going to die? Well, this anybody who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord, this meant that transgressing any of the priestly role and responsibility was clearly affirmed to them to be a, something worthy of death. And so the fear of death somehow supernaturally came on them as a result of Aaron's rod, the fear of the Lord. Friends, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Somehow the fear of the Lord finally came through with these people after all of the signs and wonders they had seen, after all of the judgment they had seen, this seemingly simple 
a sign and wonder of the rod that sprouted, budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. That somehow put the dread and terror of Almighty God on them to the point where they were convinced that they were all going to die. And so they asked Moses and Aaron, are we going to die? And I assume they were comforted that if um, if you don't transgress against the Lord and try to usurp Aaron's authority and the authority of the other Levites, then no, you won't die. But friends, we need the fear of the Lord ourselves. The Bible, once again, says this is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the knowledge that he's God and we're not, and that his word is what matters, not our likes and dislikes. So Lord, I pray for a healthy restoration of the fear of the Lord in our generation. May we be cognizant of the fact that you're God, and what you say, you mean, and your word stands forever. Lord, you're not blown away or blown along by the the ways and the changes in mankind's social customs. Lord, you're the living God. You do not change. Lord, may we come to fear you in a good, healthy way, and may our behavior be governed by the fear of the Lord. May we not seek to do what you've called others to do. May we stay within the roles you've called us to have, both in the church and in the world. God, you have your ways. May we learn your ways, and may we be satisfied with them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.